Well, hey, good morning. How you doing, man? It's Friday. Friday, if you care. I mean, most people don't care. Most people work on the weekends. Uh, Friday, February 4th, 2022. Friday, February 4th, 2022. And of course, since it's Friday, don't forget to look for the flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. The Friday flaming bag of crap. That's when uh, politicians do something Friday evening or Saturday in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to uh, Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you coming. Thank you. It's very nice of you. You can get news anywhere. Anywhere. Honestly. The fact that thousands of people have podcasts and you have the mainstream news and you got news everywhere and you come to me is truly an honor. It really is. Um, If you can, please bring me uh, someone uh, with you today or maybe this weekend. Um, Tell them, hey, check this guy out. He's uh, he uh, tells it how it is. Maybe Uh, they might not like it. I mean, if you have Republican friends. Uh, well, actually, some Democrats don't like the way I talk about things. But uh, <laughs> but either way, if they don't like me, that might even be better. It might be even more fun for me. <clears throat> Tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Now, <clears throat> we talked about a possible false flag operation like what Germany did to Poland in 1939 and what Russia did to, uh, to Crimea and eastern Ukraine in 2014. U.S. officials alleged yesterday that Russia has been preparing to fabricate a pretext for an invasion of Ukraine by creating a very graphic propaganda video that would depict a fake attack by Ukraine against Russia. The U.S., uh, disclosure of the alleged plot is the latest in a series of revelations designed to blunt the impact of any pretext Russia may use to invade Ukraine and comes after U.S. officials warned Moscow could use a false flag operation to justify an invasion. <clears throat> Yesterday, at a Pentagon briefing, Press Secretary John Kirby said that the U.S believes the Russian government is planning to stage a fake attack by Ukrainian military or intelligence forces against Russian sovereign territory or against Russian-speaking people in order to create a false rationale for the invasion. He said, as part of the fake attack, we believe that Russia would produce a very graphic propaganda video which would include corpses and actors that would be depicted depicting mourners and images of destroyed locations, as well as military equipment at the hands of Ukraine or the West, even to the point where some of this equipment would be made to look like it was Western supply to Ukraine. (coughs) You know, like uh, U.S. missile launchers or whatever. Uh, Russian ambassador. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Then they'd have to spell U.S. right. Russian ambassador to the European Union, uh, Vlad uh, Chizov, told CNN uh, yesterday that Moscow is not planning any false flag operations to invade Ukraine. Uh, John Kirby said the information was based on declassified U.S. intelligence. He said, 
we are trying to deter the Russians from moving forward with this type of activity. That is why we are making it public today. If the Russians don't go forward with this, that is not ipso facto an indication that they never had plans to do so. Uh, U.S. Ambassador to NATO Julie Smith said, we saw this in 2014. We've seen other efforts for them to use these types of tactics over the last 10 years. Smith said, and so what you heard today is just another piece of information where Russia is clearly laying the groundwork to destabilize Ukraine from within and find a pretext to take action using the military forces that it's built up around the border. Also yesterday, Blinken signed a new defense cooperation agreement between the U.S. and Slovakia, which is certain to piss off Putin. Uh, I should mention, Putin has his foot in the door in Crimea and eastern Ukraine uh, with the separatists there. If Russia claims separatists in Ukraine ask for Russia's help while Ukraine is fighting those separatists, Russia could claim an attack on uh, on Ukraine was to protect the separatists, even though they are in occupied Ukraine. I know. Follow the politics, baby. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, Putin, uh, President Putin and President uh, Xi, or Z, however you want to pronounce it, had a summit held on the day uh, of the opening uh, ceremony for the Winter Olympics in Beijing. As we suggested what happened, they have gone further into what has become an increasingly close partnership between the, uh, their two countries and joined in their dist, uh, uh, distrust in, uh, of the U.S. and NATO. Russian President Putin and Chinese President uh, Xi uh, Jinping um, issued a call for NATO to halt further expansion during a meeting on the sidelines of the Olympics Friday. Uh, and that's according to a joint statement released by the Kremlin. The English translation said the two countries believe, quote, believe that certain states, military and political alliances and coalitions seek to obtain directly or indirectly unilateral military advantages to the detriment of the security of others. Uh, end quote. Russia and China also Quote, oppose further enlargement of NATO and call on the North Atlantic Alliance to abandon its ideology, uh, ideologized Cold War approaches to respect the sovereignty, security, and interests of other countries, the diversity of their civiliz- civilizational, cultural, and historical backgrounds, and to exercise a fair an objective attitude towards the peaceful development of other states. Do you mean their historical backgrounds where they invaded other countries? Should we include that? Huh. A readout from Chinese state media uh, Xinhua was less direct towards U.S. and NATO and said the two leaders, quote, had an in-depth and thorough exchange of views on China-Russia relations and a series of major issues concerning international strategic security and stability, but made no uh, direct mention of uh, NATO. But as we, as you and I talk about, we know this stuff, right? We know what's going on. They are getting closer, Russia and China. And, and that would be huge. Of course, 
The only person winning in this is Russia. I mean, I'm sorry, is China. Because um, Russia, remember, China has, what, three three billion, or, or how many billions of people does China have? I forget. Um, and Russia only has 200 million people. So China is always going to get the better deal here. They're always going to get the better deal here. Um, there's a hearing scheduled February 8th at the House Oversight Committee. Board, uh, board members from ExxonMobil, Chevron, Shell, and BP uh, were called to testify about their net zero plans. <laughs> Do you really think oil companies are looking for net zero plans on, on energy? Really? No, come on. <laughs> Representative Carolyn Maloney from New York, chair of the House Oversight Committee, if she's chair, she's a Democrat, said yesterday that she was disappointed that board members from the four companies will not attend that hearing where they were expected to answer questions about their net zero fossil fuel emissions targets and other promises. Maloney said the panel will hear from climate science experts who will tell us exactly what these companies need to do to meet the goals of the Paris Agreement. If these fossil fuel companies were really talking, taking meaningful steps to curb dangerous emissions, their board of directors would be eager to testify before the committee when requested and speak to the American people. Then she said... <clears throat> That, that wasn't a, a, a throat clearing because, you know, my throat needed clearing. That was a throat clearing because of what she said. <clears throat> then she said, another hearing being held on March 8th will be the board members' last chance to cooperate voluntarily. If their board members refuse to appear, they should expect further action from <laughs> this committee. Damn, now you're in trouble. See what happens when you ignore Congress? Uh, given all the loopholes and disinformation in, in their company's net zero pledges, I wouldn't I wouldn't have showed up either, honestly. Uh, they're just criminals over there. Uh, their refusal comes four months after CEOs of the companies testified before the same committee, but refused to say under oath that they would stop spending money to oppose climate action. Like I said, bond villains. Every single one of them is a bond villain. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, the Democrats have taken a step. Uh, back from defunding th that defunding the police message and have now reframed it, uh, according to Biden, as enhanced tools, training and funding for police nationwide, uh, repeating his stance that the answer is not to defund the police. Uh, and, and Biden has been against defunding the police. You know, um, uh, I, I, I believe the funds should be reallocated to other ways uh, to help the police, to assist the police. And honestly, if you watch uh, the TV show, The Rookie, uh, the main character, John Nolan, is uh, as a police representative, he wanted to do that. And he's already getting called out, he's, you know, by uh, uh, the, uh, the other representatives to stop him from doing it. So anyway. 
uh, during an, uh, an, ex- uh, uh, an event in uh, New York City. Biden laid out how his administration will build on the comprehensive strategy to combat gun violence he unveiled last summer and uh, amid a surge of violent crimes, uh, announcing new steps uh, the Department of Justice is taking to build on his plan. Uh, those new efforts include the uh, launches of a national ghost gun enforcement initiative, as well as a national drug-related violence reduction initiative. Now, <clears throat> This ghost gun thing is really impossible to stop, okay? Uh, People have uh, 3D printers all over the place, and you can 3D print any gun. Uh, And 3D printers have gotten pretty cheap. So, you know, uh, tackling gun violence is seen as a priority for both parties, Uh, and a possible area where Democrats can build political momentum going into the elections. The only difference between Democrats and Republicans is that Republicans believe the best way for attacking gun violence is to make sure everyone has a gun, right? If everybody has a gun, then no one's going to pull it out. Mutually assured destruction, that's what... (laughs) That's what Republicans believe is the first, the best way to uh, attack gun violence. Mutually assured destruction. (laughs) We all know what mutually assured destruction stands for, right? M-A-D? Mad? It's mad! (laughs) The U.S. Court of Appeals. This is a real uh, throat clearing. I'll have some coffee. Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, circuit uh, delivered yet another blow to the Mountain uh, Valley Pipeline, the uh, most valuable person, the MVP, the Mountain Valley Valley Pipeline. Uh, and I'm sure Joe Manchin is upset since it goes right through West Virginia and Virginia. A three-judge panel from the Richmond-based Federal Appeals Court throughout the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's assessment of how the Mountain Valley Pipeline would impact two endangered fish species, the Roanoke log perch and the candy darter. I used to, uh, I used to fish for perch in the, in the uh, Chesapeake Bay. Perch and rock and a spot. Spot. I, I, I kind of like the spot fish. They tasted a little better. Not much better. Uh, Judge uh, James Wynn. Uh, wrote, if a species is already speeding towards the extinction cliff, an agency may not press on the gas. (laughs) I love the way judges, they just want want their stuff read in the news. So they they, they try and get really creative. (laughs) Uh, He went on to say, we urge the Fish and Wildlife Service to consider this directive carefully while reassessing impacts to the two endangered uh, fish at issue, especially the apparently not long for this world candy darter, which apparently is, is very endangered. Uh, we recognize that this decision will further delay the completion of an already mostly finished pipeline, but the Endangered Species Act directive to federal agencies could not be clearer. Halt and reverse the trend towards species extinction, whatever the cost. 
Anyway, the five companies behind the pipeline said, we remain committed to completing the MVP project and believe the concerns associated with the MVP's biological opinion can be addressed by the agency. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> As this Arctic cold front hit, hits Texas, Texas promised the grid would hold this time. If you remember one year ago, the power grid failed in Texas and about 200 people died while Ted Cruz flew to, to Cancun to have a good old time. Uh, and that's how he earned the moniker from me, Ted Cancun Cruz. Republicans, policies, uh, Republican policies that privatized the grid in Texas allowed a corporation to run it, which ended up being a complete failure. That's what happens when you privatize what should not be privatized. Yesterday, Ted Cancun Cruz tweeted, quote, be prepared, be prepared for this. Okay, yesterday, Ted Cancun Cruz tweeted, inflation is out of control. Gas prices are up. Food prices are up. Lumber prices are up. And tickets to Cancun are up 32%. I guess he just wanted to do some more joking about those 200 stupid people who got killed in Texas yet, uh, last year. Right? Pay no attention to the subtext. Now Texas is again in a deep freeze. And thousands of customers across Texas are without power. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT, says there is enough power to meet the demand. Well, you know, I guess if thousands are without power, there's more power for everybody else. So there is enough power to meet the demand. As of 1.30 p.m. Thursday, over 52,000 customers were without power in Texas. By last night, it was a few thousand, but that's before the full Arctic freeze hit. Uh, the storm hit almost the entire country from the west and midwest to the south, all the way up to the northeast. The storm stretched 2,200 miles uh, across the country. More than 304,000 people were without, were without power last night. There were about 5,000 flight cancellations and 2,400 delays. More than 100,000 residents in Memphis alone reported outages by late last night. And as of last night, Ohio was reporting the second highest number of outages in the country with about 75,000. Arkansas, Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania also reported power outages. Thousands more flights are expected to be canceled today. But don't worry, folks. Republicans keep tell me, telling me global warming does not exist. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Yesterday, I skipped over this story simply because I forgot and I, and I really didn't care, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But I, you know what? It, it should be covered, I suppose. It is newsworthy. Uh, CNN Worldwide President Jeff Zucker announced Wednesday morning that he has resigned from his position effective immediately. Zucker had a relationship with Allison uh, Gallust, I guess is how to pronounce it, uh, his, it which is his key lieutenant for the last two decades. I, he, uh, um, he brought her over um, uh, to CNN when he moved to CNN, right? Uh, so it was even before he was at CNN that uh, she was working for him. 
Gollis is uh, uh, remaining at CNN, even though he's leaving. What's most interesting is how this came out. Some people have said Chris Cuomo realized how much money he was going to lose after losing his job. Zucker eventually fired Cuomo in early December after further revelations about how the brothers worked together to combat the allegations against Andrew Cuomo in New York. <clears throat> Cuomo and others knew about the relationship, so he decided to burn the house down if he was losing his job and all that money. While talking to the investigators of his impropriety, he let the information loose on the relationship. Uh, CNN requires disclosure of in-house relationships. Uh, according to two people involved in the matter, Zucker was facing termination if he did not resign, so he just resigned. And you know what? He's got plenty of money. I mean, it's not like he needs any money. Plus, his, uh, you know, little little floozy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. That was that was uncalled for. Yeah, um... Uh, Allison uh, Gallus, she, she makes plenty of money. So, you know, if, if they want to hang out together, fine, whatever. Love won, love wins out in this case instead of money. He decided, ah, let the money stay. I love her. That's what happened. So there you go. Uh, moving on. The NFL. Oh, man. And, and you know what? We always knew, right? We always knew this. The NFL is really going to have a problem, and I expect this to get in, end up end up being in, in front of Congress. I mean, their Congress is certainly, I'm sure they're going to talk about this. In an interview, while talking about his lawsuit uh, against the NFL for racism, Brian Flores let loose a bombshell about the Miami Dolphins paying uh, uh, the coach $100,000 per game to lose so they would get a better draft pick. <clears throat> And they did get two number one draft picks two years in a row. So you gamblers out there, you gamblers that bet on the Dolphins during those two years, how do you feel? <laughs> um, do, you, do you think you might have a, a lawsuit against the, the, uh, the Miami Dolphins or the NFL for allowing this to happen? I mean, we're talking millions of dollars gambled away that you lost because he tried to lose the games or was told to lose the games. Um, former Browns coach Hugh Jackson made similar claims. And the executive director of Jackson's foundation claims that she has documentation to show that Jackson's, that Jackson, former Browns executive Sashi Brown, current Browns executive Paul De, De Podesta and current GM Andrew Barry received bonuses in 2016-2017 seasons that culminated in the Browns getting the first overall pick in the next draft. They got bonuses for losing. If NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell doesn't do anything about this, it may end up in front of Congress. The thing is... If you think Goodell himself didn't already know, come on. All of us knew it was going on. In early 2018, before the Supreme Court uh, opened uh, uh, up gambling for anybody, uh, online gambling, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, you know Mark Cuban, freely admitted to tanking 
in order to enhance draft status and an, an appearance on uh, uh, Dan Patrick. Uh, with with Dan uh, with Dan Patrick, Cuban was fined six hundred thousand dollars for his comments. Uh, for the NFL, the consequences likely would be far more severe. This is just sickening. It really is sickening. I, I mean, all those years that I used to be a Redskins fan, and they might have been losing on purpose. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a good thing I I can still believe in wrestling. There's always wrestling to watch. Nice and honest. Moving on. Facebook had its worst day. Really bad. So did Zuck. The Zuck had a really bad day yesterday. Really bad day. I'm actually kind of laughing about it. I've always said nothing bad can happen to Facebook. They'll always be here because they have a MySpace account. (laughs) Shares of Facebook parent Meta. They call it Meta now. Eh, you know. Uh, it clo- the shares closed down more than 26%. That's a lot of money for a company that's worth almost a trillion dollars. Uh, Facebook took a huge hit after Apple's uh, privacy changes and showed the first quarterly decline in daily active users on record. In other words, that for, for, for many years, they've been showing increase, 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 increase. Suddenly, this last quarter, uh-oh, down. Users leaving the platform. And there's all sorts of uh, uh, hashtags out there uh, about leaving Facebook. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, I, I saw this happening. I knew this was going to happen years ago. At Facebook, the more popular it gets, the less people who are popular want it. You know what I mean? That's how everything works. Uh, The stock finished with its biggest one-day drop ever. Uh, Yesterday's drop shaved more than $230 billion from its market cap, bringing it to about $660 billion. And this caused, caused a huge drop in the stock market overall. That's how big it was. The entire stock market tanked because of Facebook. The company missed earning estimates for the fourth quarter, not by much, by like, you know, a, a quarter per share or, or, or 30 cents per, I forget how much it was per share. It was not, it wasn't by much. It was less than a dollar, I think. Um, uh, this was the biggest drop in stock market history. Of course, that's in value. That that has nothing to do with, I, I mean, this obviously the, the, uh, the the 1929 crash was was huge but it wasn't this dollar value because things were cheaper back then obviously and how much did the zuck lose in one day on his stocks he lost more than what 99% of the population would make in a lifetime he lost $25 billion, with a B, dollars. Mark Zuckerberg lost that much. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, there was probably going to be some news that I missed today, and I'm, I'm sorry. I had to get this out early today because I got stuff to do. Um, <clears throat> but that's it. <clears throat> uh, thanks for listening. Friday, February 4th, 2022. Friday, February 4th. 
2022. Man, I truly appreciate you coming every day. It's really very, very nice of you. Uh, bring someone with you tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Um, and, and you know what? Come around today. You know, get somebody to come check me out. I I got up really early this morning. I got I got up before 3 a.m. to start research for you this morning. Uh, anyway, you can uh, uh, tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to tweet to me and say, hey, check out this story that you missed, you know? Or, or maybe you want to school me on something. Maybe you want to say, hey, that's not how that works. This is how it works. Maybe you want to talk to me about that. Hey, you know what? I'm happy to listen. I'm usually right, but I'm happy to listen. <clears throat> remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.